Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Damn it. What's up? <laughs> Alright. So we're gonna go straight to Compton. Uh, I think he's doing it on Twitter. It's either Twitter or maybe Instagram. I don't know. I don't follow him either. We're going to pull up both, and then I'll get into it. So let's see. Let me grab my tweeter. Yeah, I just got followed by somebody interesting. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Bill Nye, the lawyer guy. Bill Nye, the lawyer guy. If you listen to the Rock Vegas podcast, you'll know who that is. If you don't, then uh, what's this thing? Let's just plug that real quick while I'm pulling this up. It's at Nye Lawyer, N-Y-E-L-A-W-Y-E-R. Yes. Uh, I think he's following you too, Dave. He is. Yeah, he's he's new to new to the tweeter, as I recall. Yeah, it says here uh, his first tweet. A tweet was my first tweeter thingy. I'm new, which is spelled wrong here, and I just want to meet other cool people. Hashtag friendly. Hashtag Am I doing this right? He's into the hashtag game. Yeah, and then he's then he he tweeted out, "I've got a big case coming that I'm not entirely ready for." Spelled way wrong. It's up to me protect, to protect the 32nd Amendment for my client. Wish me lucky. <laughs> so I, I responded to his tweet. Did said, you? Good luck, dude. Are the courthouse is back open now, and he has not responded since then. Interesting. All right. Well. Okay. So... Now that we've we've plugged a nigh lawyer, <laughs> um, you're not following Ice Cube, right? I don't believe so. I'll, 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 I will though. All right. So I don't know what's going on with Ice Cube exactly, but he let, let's kind of just we're gonna we're gonna hammer through the history of Ice Cube quickly here, okay? Just so we can have a, a basis of understanding. When you first heard about Ice Cube, it was basically, most people was, fuck the police, fuck the police. Okay, we're talking way back then, right? NWA, yeah. Yeah. All right, so all about fuck the police, all this shit. And then, um, I'm trying to pull up the... So then he goes from that to doing his his own thing to making kids movies, right? Yeah. He's in a lot of like PG-type movies. 
Yeah, like, are we there yet? Are we done yet? Those kind of things. It's all the shit that... Oh, 14 hours ago. Oh, yeah, there's... All right, so Ice Cube, <laughs> he's starting to tweet... Uh, ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. I almost feel like his shit got hacked or something. Um, so when you think of Ice Cube, you don't think of... Uh, Q and QAnon. No, God, no. Not at all, right? No. So what's interesting, Jesus Christ, he has posted a lot. And this is just in the last, like, I've been scrolling. And yeah, (laughs) now we're we're one day ago, basically. And so throughout this whole, like, thing with Trump, I think he kind of jumped on the bandwagon with, like, Snoop Dogg and fuck Trump and, you know, all this shit. And then the tides it turned. That's what's weird. And a lot of people are trying to figure out like what's going on with ice cube because he started posting this shit. So this one person tweets out the, uh, the mugshot of the cop and the George Floyd knee incident. Yep. The mugshot, then the actual screenshot of the, of the video that was taken at the at the the thing, mm-hmm. the two side by sides, the nose is different, the ear is completely different, the mouth is different, the mouth is different, the chin is different. Then you know you can't really see the neck, but this guy looks like he has a longer neck than this guy. You know it's more condensed. Yeah. Uh, he somehow between being out on the street with the knee on the neck to four to five days later grew a lot of hair. Yeah. In five days, like I don't, I don't know how much hair you can grow in five days, Dave. Not that much. But I mean, it grows fast. Don't get me wrong. But not this like would that. be like here's the equivalent. This would be like having a five o'clock shadow on Monday and a full blown beard on Friday. Yeah. That's how much hair is grown. That's it. Doesn't happen. Nobody's hair grows that fast, right? No. Would when you am I, no, I agree, am I not I describing I this properly? No, I agree because like his hair. Originally, in the original shot, is like what happens when I shave my head without bicking it. Yeah. And I I last bicked or shaved my head like a month ago, and my hair is not as long as that dude's. Right. But even the fastest hair growing person you know mm-hmm. probably doesn't ha- wouldn't have hair that right. long that fast. Right. Like it just it's not it's not the same person. Agreed. So they have arrested not the same guy. Look at the ears. Yeah. There's a there's a close up of the ear. The ears aren't even close to being the same. No. And and he didn't have ear surgery, so somebody tweets this out, and and Ice Cube retweets it, and they says he goes, they think it's a game. So he's clearly like, you know, basically coming to terms with like, all right, this is some, you know, some uh, bullshit. A couple days or a couple hours before that, he tweets this out. It's a picture of uh, below the depths of the DC swamp. The hunt is on. It's kind of like one of those. Posters for it, it like a movie. Like the hunts for Red October. Yeah, yeah, really it's kind of that that kind of yeah. uh, theme. The invisible war for the future of our republic. The tables are now turned, and now the hunters become the hunted. Patriots in control. Now that's a right out of like Q QAnon shit. Patriots mm. are in control. Panic. Yeah. Okay. Or pain. P A I N. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pain. Um, so all this Q shit. So he's, he's starting to like tweet this shit out. That's like, um, 
not, you know, and this is all on June 9th, those two things are posted, okay? Um, and then, so I just want to make sure. But, but so like before that. That same day, dude. Even, I, even But before those other tweets, he tweets this shit, like Donald Trump, American Psycho. And it's like a, the American Psycho type looking thing. Um, not the goat, just Jeffrey Epstein. And it's the, the Satan, uh, or the, uh, satanic, uh, what is that? The, the statue? Elizabeth statue thing, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I forget where it is. And then here, he retweets this, if you support Trump, you support pedophilia. How is that even which doesn't close to being true? make any sense because, no. okay, so, uh, like, all in the, in the same day, I guess that's what I'm trying to point out here, is all in the same, but then, then this, same day, so he's mm-hmm. got the, what, the, the image from, like, your money Bedard, with the, uh the all-seeing eye pyramid thing, but he's got all these, like, middle fingers pointing at it. And I think he says something in there. We're going to blacken that fucking eye up there. Like, the controlling elite, we're going to black that... Okay, so... uh, Then he he puts this out. It's a picture of um, a fence on an overpass of, like, a highway. It says, media is complicit. Hashtag treason. Q. He goes, so then he, he puts this out. Then a bunch of people are like, oh, Ice Cube supports Q. Ice Cube supports Q. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, stop it. I don't know who the fuck Q is, question mark. It's just a true statement. So he he's trying to say, like, oh, it's just this part here. Right. Media is complicit. You know, you know what? Ice Cube, maybe you should fucking crop that Q out that if you don't want to fucking associate with Q. I don't think you know how to crop. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so this is what started it all, I think, was this, this first thing. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, then, then he tweets out, Doctor of the World, stop lying about the coronavirus. The people needs absolute truth. All right. So it's sounding like-minded. Yeah. Then he does the Trump's American Psycho, which isn't like-minded. Then he does the... Yeah, and in the meantime, he's got all this other shit in between. But then he does the Hunters Become the Hunted, which is a Q thing, once again. Mm. Like-minded. Um. He's got this picture here with the, the Nazi symbol with a, one of those like. The no sign. The no sign. Mm-hmm. Identify them. Every face has a name. No racist deserves anonymity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say that's like-minded, but I think in his mind it's, he's trying to imply that it's white people and, and Nazis. Okay. Which is Antifa basically. Uh, right. so it's kind of like-minded, but maybe he's not on the same, you know what I mean? I think there's like a little disconnect there. Uh, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox are all playing the same thing as the, as the same time at the same time as think what he meant. Yeah. So he's saying that there, it's kind of it's like the whole Project Mockingbird, right? All right. Then the whole thing with the uh, Chauvin, the cop, not being the same guy, thinking uh, they think it's a game. Uh, let's see, and and then from there, it goes with. Uh, Trying to find. Let's see here. A lot of stuff about cops, but see what's weird is so he 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 posts some like Q related type shit, mm-hmm. 
and he it's like he he's starting to get it. He's starting to figure out like there's the they're, they're we're all being played. Right. It's like a big fucking thing that they're doing here. But yet he it's like he can't completely get on board with Trump. Yeah, it's like he has to still shit on Trump. Yeah. But yet so it's like he's he's in a weird confused state of like almost like he's awakening. It's kind of like when you mm. first wake up and you got sand in your eyes. So it's like but you can see something but right. it's still cloudy the cloudy part for him is trump he just it's like he can't get on board with trump but he can start fucking saying this other shit and they're gonna let him like i want to know where's his career go from here because he's putting shit out here that's like you know iffy right but like he gets it if you look at his twitter on basically june 9th start there if you're at home and want to do this we're not going to read every single tweet but Start on June 9th and start looking at his shit. Like, he's getting there. He's, he's, there's something weird going on. So either his shit got taken over or, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what's Ice Cube doing here? Is he, is he get it? Is he confused? I, I'm not quite sure, cause like. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Kind of. I was trying to see. Like, if there's a correlation between when he does all caps and when he doesn't. If it's all Q-related when he does all caps and then when he doesn't do all caps. Look at this one. Oh, yeah, because there are some posts with all caps and yeah. some posts that are just... Yeah. So, he's got a picture. It's like a meme. It's uh, Bill Gates in the middle. It says, not an engineer, never finished college, not a doctor, not an epidemiologist, not a virologist, un- unelected, visited Epstein's pedo island countless times, documented thief, owns virus patents, owns vaccine companies. And with that meme, he puts another bunker bitch. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm I, so confused. But then he's got, in the very next <laughs> post right above that, he's got a picture, I'm assuming what it was, Hitler. Yeah. But he's got Trump's face uh, photoshopped on with, like, clown makeup and says, homie, don't play that game. He's got homie's hat on top. Yeah. I, I don't, like, so it's like, you get the fucking, so basically in Ice Cube's mind, he thinks, like, he, he sees all the bullshit, mm-hmm. but Trump's part of the bullshit, or something, right. like, like so, right. so Trump's, so basically, like, I don't know, and then when he does it, Honky Wood, was well, that not racist? I mean, you're yeah. black, and you're calling white people's white people honkies like i i'm not offended by it mm-hmm. but some people are yeah. i would assume and like that, like why do you get to say that right like and, sh- sh- am i not allowed to say something derogatory to him now i mean i should be able to because right. he's you know what i mean should i say nigga would i mean oh and then you're racist but see that's the thing like how is he able to i can't right. understand this well the funny thing is he's part what's of what's racist wood. and what isn't he's part of honky wood because he's done He's done movies that have played there at AMC theaters. Yeah, I, you know. I don't know. I kind of want to look at the fucking responses on this. I want to see if anybody calls him out on this. People are asking if he's okay. ISIS malfunction at an astonishing rate. So people are confused by what's going on with with him too. Mm-hmm. But uh, nobody's calling him out on the fucking. Racism.
Yeah, this right guy there. says, I think he's been hacked. Q ain't this corny. Maybe he's imitrated by Q. What up, Ice Q? Ube. Looks like some James Bond shit. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Keep racism alive. Finally. <laughs> Finally, somebody's calling him out on it. Pow. Racism for the win. That's racist. Yeah, so... Yeah. Honky wood. And yeah, right there. His... Not not good to stoop to that level and feed into the hate. Yeah, because he's doing the same thing. Yeah, so uh, something weird's going on with Ice Cube. But yeah, I mean, if I tweeted out, you know, see, and I like how they're taking shit out of uh, he's he personally is taking shit out of context. So the CrossFit CEO. Reportedly told staff we're not mourning George Floyd. That's not what he said. He said we're not. It, the protests aren't about mourning George Floyd anymore. It's right. about something else now. It's it's completely changed. That's what he said because a friend of mine is big into CrossFit and she follows him, and she was talking about it the other day to him. So he basically just kind of edited or cropped out mm-hmm. his his actual thing. He says "fuck you, Greg." Well, you know what. Maybe you should read the whole fucking article. Well, TMZ, to be fair, is the one that tweeted that out. CrossFit CEO Greg Glassman reportedly told staff, we are not mourning George Floyd. So that quote was taken out of context. But they they have the quote there. Yeah, I got you. As though it's a fucking quote. Thing is, when you probably click on the link, it probably has the legitimate quote. But they Mm. just, this is how they do shit. And this this should be illegal. Like false quoting somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's the same thing as grab her by the pussy. It's the same thing. Yeah, completely taken out of fucking context. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so much is taken out of context. Um, back the blue? What fucking country is this? So, is he backing the blue or is he not? Uh, He's the no, one that said see, fuck the police. Yeah, that, <laughs> I don't think he is because there's so much other stuff that's like, It's so weird. Like, I don't understand how you could be um, posting shit that's like, like maybe when he did, this is this is where I think he's confused. So that Hunter's become the hunted poster that mm. we were talking about with Trump's face and it looks like the hunt for Red October. Yeah. I think, so it's a Q thing. And yep. what that means to everybody that follows Q and Trump is the deep state is being hunted. Yeah, he's the hunter. And, he, and Trump's the hunter. In Ice Cube's way of thinking is Trump is now the one that's being hunted. Now, in the movie, The Hunt for Red October, that poster that has um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Isn't there somebody else on the cover? Or is it just him? I believe it's just him. Now, is he the hunter or the hunted? He is the hunted. He's the hunted. Yeah, because he's the one that stole the, the submarine. Okay. So... In terms of that poster, if you were to take the meaning behind that poster and this poster, mm-hmm. I could see where Ice Cube would be thinking that. Right. But it was created by Q people for that movement. Yes. FedEx suspends employee who mocked George Floyd's death to protesters. Fire that racist. Yet he's racist. Right. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't. I'm so confused. Whoa, I've never seen that one. That can't be right. What? 
laws in 35 states allow cops to have sex with someone in their custody? How is that a real thing? That can't be a real thing. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Illinois and Wisconsin. I know. I know. I saw that. So you can have sex with someone in your custody if you're a cop. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why, why would you want to? It's weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I, there's just a lot of like, basically last night I was just scrolling and everything I see is what the hell's going on with Ice Cube. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to like bring it up. Like maybe we could figure out like by looking at his shit, but it's like he's all over the fucking place, dude. Yeah. He's like here, he's got the a picture of the Pope and it goes, y'all in trouble. And I would, the way I take that is, he gets it. Pedophiles. Pedophiles are bad. But I also have to assume, for someone to get to the level he did, he had to be part of some sort of, um, when we talked about this in the past with like the elites and, and how celebrities get to a certain point, right. or they have to do something to get to a certain point. Like, I don't know if you believe that that exists, but. Yeah. I don't think you can just get to the level Ice Cube got with the success of his rap music and the success of his movies mm -hmm. and all this without having done something. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world doesn't mean shit. Right. No, I agree. Um, the, uh, oh, so then let's, I guess let's go back to the whole rap thing. Have you heard this that the, not, not talking about the Straight Outta Compton movie that's, mm -hmm. So as to tell you all about it, because I guarantee you, I've never seen it, but I guarantee you they don't talk about this in the movie, um, where before the whole fuck the police shit and all this, like before that, they were all rappers before mm -hmm. that. They just weren't known, right? Right. Or, well, not really known. Yeah, they were known in their hood, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly CIA, just they got their fucking grubby hands and everything. Mm-hmm. Came in, and what they wanted to do is, I wish I was more fresh on this, but I haven't, like, studied that in the longest, but I've I've covered this, maybe not on the podcast, but I swear I've talked about this with somebody. They, they came in and basically co-opted them, like, put them kind of on the payroll and said, we'll fund your fucking albums, but this is the kind of shit you need to put out, to kind of elevate them to create this, like, um, for lack of a better term, race war between yeah, racial divide yeah. between blacks and whites by and um, like the uh, it kind of like so you would have never basically you would have never heard of these guys, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E, who else was. Like, MC Ren. Uh, all these guys. You would have never heard about these guys. Tupac. But no, they Tupac were funded by the fucking CIA to elevate them, put out these kinds of songs. Because if you go back and, and listen to the shit that was before that whole Fuck the Police mm -hmm. album, they weren't talking about that shit. They were just talking about being in the hood and whatever. Right. And then it, it got crazy. 
And I think it was, wasn't that around the same time as like Rodney King or something? No. It was before that, no, right? Yeah, way before that. So what was happening in the country when that shit came out that would have justified the whole fuck the police thing? And you can base this off of what was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. Well, they're just going off of, from the movie standpoint of it, is they were being harassed by the police because they were black in, in white predominant neighborhoods and because of how they looked. You know, um, I don't know if you can see. Well, I have Straight Outta Compton on, on Voodoo. And so you can pull up that scene where they get fucking harassed at the record studio. And because they had fucking uh, gold chains and nice cars and shit, they were just harassed them. And even a black, oh, there was a black cop that did it too. They were, I think it was like one black cop and like three white cops. In the film, obviously not. I don't know about real life what happened in real life, but all right. Um, hmm. I was trying to find the. Thus, the, there's I'm trying to go fucking Reddit page or something that kind of talks about this right. whole thing, so I could like, I feel like maybe some people are like, I've heard anything like that. I mean, it it, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know anything about that. Uh, let's see, here we go. This this might kind of give like a. Rap Cointel Pro or Cointel Pro, uh, subverting the power of hip hop. Uh, let's see here. We don't need to read any of that. Oh, oh my god! Well, look at that. All right. Okay. Well, I hate these kind of fucking articles where it's like interviewer question mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to just get right into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So the rapper of today has the potential to do what the preacher and the activist did in the 60s and 70s under the COINTEL pro- program. As a result, I drew the interference that those who feared the same type of revolutionary activity in the 60s would naturally feel the same today. It may not be the opinion. Okay, that's not what we're looking for here. They may be a privatized form of mercenary intelligence. Hmm. Seem to indicate surveillance and the increased attention from law enforcement is aimed at this. I mean, this is kind of kind of briefly skims talking about him. Uh, but okay, so maybe I need to sp- specify my fucking search a little bit. Um, you go I, with I, NWA, or you can go with Ice Cube. It. Here's an article that will talk about it, but it's probably saying it's not true. <laughs> Be my guess, just because of right. the fucking headline, which is straight out of Compton. Did the CIA infiltrate rap music? I guarantee you, this article. I'll be shocked if when we're done reading this article and it actually says it happened. 
Right. More than likely, this is going to try and shit on it. But basically, well, no, right there. So in the video below, Rick Ross looks at how the CIA was responsible for the rise of rat groups such as NWA. Okay, so maybe it's actually pro. I'm just yeah. normally this shit yeah. doesn't. You can't find it. So right. maybe this will uh, help explain. It looks like the video is not going to be able to be watched, but yeah, video unavailable. Uh, Alicia Keys caused quite a stir in 2008 when she said the gangster rap was to, was a ploy to convince black people to kill each other, and the mainstream media instantly called her a conspiracy theorist. That's basically yeah fits right in with, yeah. um, and that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to create this this culture. It was a different color. Like they changed their whole, their whole um, direction. Basically, that when these guys originally started, it was not fuck the police and right. uh, all this shit. They came in, infiltrated it, funded it, and said, "Now you will do it this way to create this culture." Um, Easy E and NWO, the Godfather's gangster rap, big lies and propaganda. The propagandist's purpose is to make one set of people forget that certain other sets of people are human. And that's Aldous Huxley, English Godfather of MK Ultra. Nice. Um, so the late Eric Wright, aka Easy E, a, a Godfather of gangster rap of Compton, California, was a confessed street gangster, gangbanger, and drug dealer. Gangster rap is a money-spinning genocidal subgenre of hip hop. Uh, particularly created to reflect, glorify, perpetrate, and project subliminal and conscious implants of criminal, sadistic, and demonic imaging of the black inner city. 1986 had been the year of crack. Newsweek called crack a national scandal. On October 1986, the L.A. Times carried a story about Chief Daryl Gates and the Los Angeles Police Department quietly disbanding its 32-member anti-crack force in south-central Los Angeles. Reverend Charles Mims, a south-central minister, said it seems illogical to move this task force from what most everybody grants is the most active rock cocaine area on earth. By a conservative estimate, crack cocaine was at least $10 million a month, $10 million a month industry in Compton and South Central that was deliberately allowed to happen. It was a blueprint for genocide. And that's that whole Rick Ross thing. Like, yeah. I don't know if people know that, but if you watch the, uh, what's that one movie with the fucking uh, reporter that shot himself in the head twice and it was ruled a suicide who was putting all that in who was doing all that research and putting that shit out remember yeah i can't think of the fucking i can't name, no. fucking remember any of this shit but i remember like what it was i just yeah. can't remember these names it's like gary or terry or something like that i think so reed or gary reed or something i think i, I think made a movie jerry, on i think it was jerry reed no it wasn't jerry reed <laughs> that sounds familiar then who's the actor? If we get the actor. I can't remember, Gene. <laughs> um. We're old. We forget shit now. Dude, well, I just got so much shit in my brain. Anyways, maybe it'll come <laughs> to me. But anyways, this whole fucking... What he was researching and came across and was trying to expose had... Um, was that, like that whole rick ross thing mm -hmm. rick ross not the fat black rapper that everybody knows now right. the actual rick ross skinny little black guy right. that uh, came out of was released from prison maybe five years ago and um he was the real guy then they created this fat black guy to you know 
sidestep push the, the bullshit yeah. because they wanted the original story covered up because mm-hmm. it was CIA uh, was behind the whole thing. Anyways, it all goes hand in hand. Your whole movement, rappers and all this shit, has been co-opted. And the thing is with Ice Cube is he knows this. Dr. Dre knows this. Easy e knew this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not alive anymore. MC Ren, uh, who's that? Yella. Yella? Mm-hmm. I never even heard of that guy. But they all knew this. They all knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I'll just continue. Uh, in 1987, Wright founded the gangster rap group NWA, uh, which is Niggas with Attitudes. And Ruthless Records with crack cocaine proceeds. Wright originally formed NWA with Ice Cube, Arabian Prince, Dr. Dre, and DJ Yell. In 1988, rapper MC Ren joined the group. Straight out of Compton. Was NWA's debut studio album released August 8, 1988? The album has been viewed as the pioneering record of gangster rap laced generously with profanity and violent lyrics. It has been considered groundbreaking by music writers and has had an enormous impact on the evolution of West Coast hip-hop. The album has sold over 3 million copies. It was certified double platinum on March 27, 1992. Then it's got lyrics of the thing. I'm not going to read all that because that's a lot of uh, N-bombs. NWA's Black Nigga Killer is is an example of their works. Has all the... I sound like a fucking retard reading this right now. NWA's Black Nigga Killer, as an example of their works, has all of the elements of the racialist propagand... Pro- it's propaganda. Yeah, they spelled that wrong. Proper propaganda mm-hmm. program to stigmatize and demoni- demonize black youth of the inner city as a culture of virtual savages. Gangster rap has it all. Inhumane, unmitigated hatred and violence, criminality, inherited evil and wickedness, Demonic possession, spiritual warfare, and threats against public order and peace. Um, O'Shea Jackson, a.k.a. Ice Cube, wrote most of the lyrics for NWA. I suspect that Ice Cube formed NWA's lyrics for raps following set formulas developed by an expert propagandist. For instance, raps must comprise lyrics... What? Am I? Yeah, no, it's it's written like it's shit. written shitty, right? Yeah, For instance, yeah. raps comprise raps must comprise lyrics must refer to objects as. <laughs> I don't even know if I can read this because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like when I'm reading shit; it doesn't make sense. What the fuck's a sentence supposed to say? The thing is, is the formula. Is, so what I should say is, for instance, raps must compain, comprise lyrics that refer to objects as. The N word. Murder and slang is fifty percent of the the words. Rape is twenty percent. Senseless violence is ten percent. Guns are ten percent. Demonic possession is ten percent. Okay. His first group was called the CIA. Was Ice Cube an inside covert propagandist and sellout, the Joseph Goebbels of gangster rap? Lucifer's servant, Dr. Paul Joseph Goebbels, the Third Reich's minister for public enlightenment and propaganda, couldn't have written a better script to convince the world that black people are less than human. Goebbels was one of Hitler's closest associates. There is no reliable or collaborating evidence that Goebbels died on May 1st, 1945 in Hitler's bunker. Uh, a body alleged by the... Why are we getting into all that? Yeah, what the know, fuck why, does it matter? Why are we going into Nazis right, now? So we're going to skip over the entire history of Goebbels' life because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter um, and get back to... Goebbels' method, control the medium and repeat an orgy of antisocial racial pathologies, social dysfunction, 
criminality, alcoholism, genetic abnormalities, violent subliminal and conscious messages about black people enough times as he and Huxley posited it would be believed by the masses and the world. Ronald Reagan, the CIA, and Colombian cocaine straight out of Compton and South Central Los Angeles. In 1981, President Ronald Reagan authorized CIA covert military action against the democratically elected Sandinista government of Nicaragua. CIA hired Nicaraguan Colonel Enrique Bermudez to mobilize an illegal insurgency. Bermudez founded the Fuerza Democratica Nicaraguanese or something. The FDN was the largest, most well-armed, and best trained of the Contras. To help fund the insurgency, the Contras turned to trafficking Colombian cocaine in the United States with the collaboration of the National Security Council and the CIA. This is the shit that uh, Gary Webb... That's the guy's That's name. That's his name, yes. Well, because it's the next line. Yeah. Uh, yep. So this is, okay, we'll get into it. That's funny that we called Jeremy it. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how it all just comes back once we have the one thing. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. In August 1995, the San Jose Mercury News published Gary Webb's devastating revelations of how the CIA allowed the Nicaraguan Contras to fund their insurgency war against the Sandinista government by selling millions of dollars worth of Colombian cocaine primarily targeting inner-city blacks. Their collaborators within the inner city were the Crips and Blood straight out of Compton and South Central Los Angeles. The CIA shielded Contra cocaine gang suppliers like Nicaraguan Oscar Delano Blandon from investigation for drug trafficking. Blandon was a co-founder of the FND. As a result of their bargain with Lucifer's servants, the Crips and Bloods made millions not only for themselves and Contra's unlawful insurgency war in Nicaragua, but for the CIA and their twisted sister, the Israeli Mossad. Ooh. NWA Ruthless Records Zionist and the Mossad straight out of Compton. The men behind Ruthless Records and EZE were Jerry Heller and Michael Klein. Heller was the co-founder of NWA and CEO of Ruthless Records. Mm-hmm. Klein was the Ruthless Director of Business Affairs. Heller was a teacher at UCLA for Entertainment Studies and Performing Arts. Heller had been invited to the White House by two of the country's most notorious fascist Republican presidential administrations, Richard Milhouse Nixon and George H.W. Bush Sr., Heller and Klein were also deeply connected operatives of the agent provocateur counterintelligence group, the Jewish Defense League, JDL. The JDL was founded by Rabbis Meyer Kahane and Joseph Cherba in the mid-1960s. The JDL is a notorious CIA cutout and a U.S. domestic arm of Israeli intelligence services, the Mossad. Kahane and Cherba were part of the fascist Betar, or Betar. I go with Betar. Youth movement of Vladimir Ziev, <laughs> Jabotinsky's new Zionist organization, NZO. Jabotinsky was an ardent fascist and nationalist Zionist and founder of Israeli's right wing Likud party. Jesus Christ, I think at this point they're yeah. just trying to fuck with me on the yeah, words. They're just fucking your world up, man. Uh, nationalist Zionist originated from the revisionist Zionist <laughs> led by Jabotinsky. Say that line ten times fast. The revo- yeah. revisionists left the World Zionist Organization in 1935 because it refused to state that the creation of a Jewish state was an objective of Zionism. The revisionists advocated the formation of a Jewish army in Palestine to force the Arab population to accept mass Jewish migration. Uh, revisionist Zionism evolved into the Likud Party in Israel, which dominated most governments in 1977. It advocates Israel maintaining control of the West Bank and East Jerusalem and takes a hard-line approach to racialist extermination policy in the Israeli-Arab conflict. 
can we get to the part? Is it, how does this tie back into fucking NWA? This is like another fucking side note. Yeah. Because now we're back. Jag. To, all right, so I'm going to just skim down and see where we get back to why this fucking matters. Because uh, I don't need all the fucking nonsense. We just want to get to the thing. All right. Blah, 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 blah. This all leads to the Iran-Contra crack cocaine connection, which is alleged to have been a joint covert CIA slash Mossad operation. Michael Harari, a longtime top agent of Israeli foreign intelligence, and now let me tell you about his entire life. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Uh, The Mossad was a security advisor to Panamanian Defense Forces General Manuel Noriega. You've heard of him. Yep. As the Mossad station chief for Central and South America in the late... 1970s and into the 1980s until the U.S. invasion of Panama, after which he returned to Israel, Harari coordinated the Mossad's gun running and drug trafficking operations in South America. Michael Harari, he was in charge of Operation Watchtower, the program of drugs to L.A. gangs for money for guns for Nicaragua. Harari was one of the covert backdrops of Gary Webb's infamous book, Dark Alliance. Death Row Records and the Dark Alliance CIA Crack Cocaine Connection. But first, let me tell you about this guy that has nothing to do with the whole fucking article. Just kidding. No. Because just fucking have to do that, like, every time in this fucking article. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles, Marion Shug Knight is alleged to have been an agent provocateur in a government program that was the largest Western SS Bolshwing CIA-FBI <laughs> police intelligence collaboration against black activists in the 1960s and 1970s, as described in the targeting of Geronimo Pratt of the Black Panther Party for self-defense. For whatever reasons, Ruthless Records star producer Andre Dr. Trey Young wanted out of his contract. In 1991, he developed a venture partnership with Suge Knight. It is interesting that Heller and Klein called the JDL instead of the local law enforcement authorities when they claimed to be under threat from Suge and the Piru Bloods when Dr. Dre wanted to leave Ruthless. The JDL were on payroll at Ruthless Records. As it turned out, Suge had local law enforcement goons on death row records payroll that wanted in on the lucrative money-spending takings between the illegal crack cocaine industry and gangster rap. There was enough money for everyone. JDL and its Mossad agents, Suge Knight's LAPD goons, uh, commendably sat down and agreed to share the gangster rap, ruthless and death row profits. Suge Knight's covert police goon squad may be responsible for the 1996 assassination of Tupac Shakur, and the 1997 assassination of notorious B.I.G. Christopher George Latour Wallace. L.A. was a major site of the CIA Contra connection to crack cocaine in the 1980s. Both Eazy and Knight were involved in Crip Blood crack cocaine rings at the time. Crack cocaine deliberately infiltrated into south-central L.A., created millionaires, some of whom worked with the authorized CIA cocaine suppliers, particularly Gary Webb's Dark Alliance, Freeway, Ricky Donnell Ross. 1991, Michael Harry O. Harris, a convicted major Los Angeles crack cocaine dealer, helped fund Sh- uh, Suge Knight and Dr. Dre's venture that produced Death Row Records. Death Row produced Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg's extremely lucrative, successful, critically acclaimed, and renowned album, The Chronic. The album was named after a slang term for high-grade marijuana. Album cover is an homage to zigzag rolling papers. It was noted that the album was a frighten- frightening um, animal, uh, what is it? Amalgam? Uh, I've been trying to figure it out. Amalgam of inner city street gangs that includes misogynist sexual politics and violent revenge scenarios. Overall, Death Row has sold nearly 100 million albums worldwide, generated a close close to 750 million in revenue. Harris said in an interview with the Los Angeles Times that he cut the 
the deal with Death Row co-founder Suge Knight, Dr. J, and attorney David Elliott Kenner from his prison cell. Harris said that he put up $1.5 million to form an entertainment company with Death Row as the music branch. Harris claimed to have financed the company because Knight had promised that Dr. Dre would oversee the music. One of L.A.'s two top crack cocaine dealers who came on the scene at the same time as Ross and, and reportedly ended up buying from him and learning from him was the same Michael Harry O. Harris. Ross was also an early investor in gangster rap. He carried around the CDs and repeatedly bragged about funding local rappers. Harris had been sentenced 28 years in prison for drug trafficking and attempted murder charges. Uh, Harris was represented by death row attorney David E. Kenner of a coat of skull and bones fraternity, Phi Delta Phi. Kenner convinced him to put up the first million dollars to start death row records. To control the lucrative purse strings and profits of gangster rap, Kenner, as Heller and the JDL had done with Ruthless Records, made himself president of Death Row Records and later completely cut Harris out of the company. Both Heller and Kenner controlled, looted, slimmed, secreted, and laundered the records company's profits. The record company's profits. Jesus Christ. I remember the first day I learned to read. Dude, (laughs) so many words that are like... Yeah, I know. It's... Okay. Uh... We need Dr. Seuss to write this article. Right. <laughs> Death Row and the Chronic's Dark Alliance crack cocaine war chest was further sweetened with the open and notorious collaboration and money from deals cut with Sony Interscope Records and Time Warner. In 2002, after a federal grand jury investigation for racketeering with street gangs, drug, tra- drug trafficking, money laundering, and violent acts, Kenner pleaded guilty to federal income tax evasion charges that stem from the four-year law enforcement probe of Death Row Records. He was slapped on the hand and sentenced to three years probation. 2005, $107 million judgment was issued against Death Row, Knight, and Kenner in Harris's behalf, which included $60 million in punitive damages, $45 million in economic damages, and $2 million in non-economic damages. Convicted uh, drug ringleader Patrick Johnson of the Crips is alleged to have been another silent partner in Death Row. Federal court documents disclose that the drug ring, based straight out of Compton, established local networks for the crack cocaine and PCP distribution in several cities, including Washington, San Diego, and Honolulu. Johnson, who grew up in the same Linwood neighborhood as Knight, also operated one of the largest PCP drug rings in the nation during the late 1980s and laundered millions of dollars through real estate and other commercial ventures in the Compton area. Leroy Chico Brown was a corner pocket crip in the Johnson ring. During the 1990s, Brown was Freeway Rick Ross's crack cocaine business partner. Easy E, George H.W. Bush, Lucifer's Servants, and the Blueprint for Genocide. Uh, here's a quote. Out of these troubled times, our objective, a new world order, can emerge. That's uh, President George H.W. Bush. In September. I bet you it was September 11th. September 19th. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. Could have been. In 1992, Easy E was invited to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, now Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. uh, to lunch privately with CIA crack cocaine Iran-Contra conspirator Republican President George H.W. Bush. It is a puzzle as to what business Eze had to discuss with Lucifer's servant, former CIA agent, skull and bone war criminal, Nazi collaborator, and one of the most covert, treacherous, double-crossing, and dangerous men on earth, other than to move crack cocaine gangster rap money into the White House from Heller and Klein. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This wasn't Eze's first call on Capitol Hill. They knew exactly who Eric Lynn Wright was on February 8th, 1991, the very same day that Gary Webb's Dark Alliance Fury Rookie Ross was sentenced to Ten years in federal prison for crack cocaine drug trafficking, Eze was personally invited to a salute to the commander-in-chief luncheon 
in Washington, D.C. by arch-conservative Republicans Phil Graham and Elizabeth and Robert Dole. Oh, Bob Dole. Mm-hmm. Bob Dole. Uh, let's see here. Dole is interesting. In 1993, Dole led a senatorial campaign to strip Pacifica Radio and of public funding because black programmers at KPFA Los Angeles were using public radio as a platform to dispense deliberate misinformation and hate speech. A noted example of disinformation was that black and brown children in Los Angeles were being used as guinea pigs for an experimental measles virus vaccine. Dole's alleged hate speech came from programmers airing Malcolm X speeches. As a result of pressure from Capitol Hill, Pacific Radio and KPFA phased black programmers out of the back door. Currently, KPFA has not one black public affairs program. 1996, it was publicly disclosed that Kaiser Permanente in Los Angeles had, in fact, injected more than 1,500 six-month-old black and Hispanic babies with an experimental injurious high-potency Edmundston Zagreb measles vaccine. Jesus. Pacific Radio nor KPFA acknowledged the fact nor apologized to the black community or challenged Dole. It appears that Dole, Dole attack upon black programmers was a deliberate ploy which is a Goebbels model, to control the intellectual, political, spiritual, public information medium in the black inner cities for a blueprint for genocide. The National Republican Senatorial Committee sponsored the feat, which featured a speech by President Bush and drew 1,400 zealous right-wing Republicans, a legion of Lucifer's servants. Wright was greeted on Capitol Hill by the elite fundraising Republican senatorial inner circle. The Senatorial Inner Circle is a group of ardent NWO Republican campaign contributors, including brewing magnate Joseph Coors, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Walmart's Sam Walton, and former Secretary of State George Schultz out of Stanford's Hoover Institute that meets on a regular basis to discuss and covertly strategize national, international, and regional topics and issues in a comfortable mix of business and social settings, according to Dole's letter. It is a puzzle as to what business easy discussed with some of the most dangerous, ruthless, and treacherous NWO white supremacists and greatest purveyors of violence on the planet other than Blueprint for Genocide. Senators Graham and Dole, who'd asked Wright to attend the banquet, had no comment to what EZE was doing on Capitol Hill. In 1991, EZE, NWA, and Ruthless Records had been a big asset to NWO. They had been instrumental by design to polarize the races and terrorize the masses for the end means of a global or of a new world order. Gangster rap influenced thousands of black youth across the nation to kill each other, glorify drugs, alcohol, and crimes, and turn against their sisters, elders, community, and church. Easy NWA Ruthless and Death Row Records was most likely unwittingly used to create a climate in collaboration with the racialist NWCA and Mossad to turn a generation of their people into crack cocaine fiends and zombies. Genocide. In December 1994, the LA-Iran Contra crack cocaine gang connection begins to break. Nicaraguan Oscar Danilo Blandone, the key Contra cocaine supplier of Frue Ricky Ross and Michael Harry O. Harris, gang distribution networks turned to U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency informer. Blandone exposed Ross's L.A. crack cocaine connection and network. On February 23, 1995, under surveillance by the DEA, Blandone uh, met to set up Rick Ross and two associates in San Diego to move 150 kilograms of cocaine into south-central Los Angeles for crack production and distribution by the Crips and Bloods networks. Even though Ross had recently been released from prison, he had $150,000 in cash as a down payment to buy 
a, as much cocaine as Blandone would supply. On February 24th, 1995, EZ was suddenly hospitalized for what he was led to believe to have been a case of chronic asthma. EZ was a Kelly Park Compton Crip. Snoop Dogg was slash is also a Crip. Sometime in March 1995, Rick Ross was busted by the Blandone DEA string operation conspiring to supply the L.A. Crips and Bloods with crack cocaine. On March 16, 1995, Eazy-E released a statement disclosing he had somehow out of the blue contracted full-blown AIDS. Nah, that wasn't out of the blue. He fucked a lot of women. Yeah. Um, on March 26, 1995, Eric Lynn Wright, Eazy-E, all of a sudden died when his heart suddenly shut down at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, mimicking AIDS complications. 1961, Cedar sinai was known as the Los Angeles Jewish Medical Center. Easy's treating physician had been a hospital pulmonary specialist, Dr. William Young. Dr. Young was also Martin Lawrence's treating-slash-cover-up physician when he suffered a MK-Ultra-type mel- mental meltdown on Ventura Boulevard in Los Angeles 1996, waving a pistol and screaming at tourists. Martin Lawrence was born... Okay, why, why does it matter? <laughs> I love how they have to fucking... Anyways... I guess they're trying to tie it to the military in Germany. But anyways, Martin Lawrence is uniquely strange and odd by design. Most likely suffering MK Ultra iatrogenic multiple personality disorders. By mere suggestion, Lawrence admittedly changed slash switched into Serena Williams, Serena's father, Richard Williams, as well as Oracine Big Mama Brandy Price, Serena's mother. That's the Martin Lawrence that I'm thinking, right? From Bad yeah. Boys? I think so. It's weird. So, I don't remember anything about a fucking my him going crazy. Do you? Let's look it up. Just to wow, yeah, yeah. Wanders L.A. with loaded guns, screaming at passing cars in 1996, suffering from complete exhaustion and dehydration. I don't know, dude. Exhaustion and dehydration doesn't make me go get a gun and run around the streets. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, let's see, where are we? Uh, Dr. Yeah, Young yeah. was also Rick James's treating pulmonary specialist at Cedar sinai before he died. On August 6, 2004, Rick James was found dead in his Burbank apartment. James died from pulmonary failure and cardiac failure with his various health conditions of diabetes, stroke, a pacemaker, and a heart attack. James' autopsy revealed that he was under the influence of Alprazolam, diazepam, bupropion, oh my god, I'm not reading all this, methamphetamine and cocaine. Hydrocodone. Yeah, a bunch of other shit. So, Jesus. here's a quick little timeline. 95 July, Gary Webb begins investigation of Blandone and Contra cocaine dealing, learns of drug sales to Ross in South Central. October, DEA agents meet with Webb to dissuade him from writing about Blandone. Two weeks later, former Costa Rican DEA agent Neves... Resigns from top DEA position. November, DEA alerts CIA that Webb is investigating contra drug traffic, drug dealing, and is trying trying to locate Menesis, who DEA expects will admit contra drug dealing. 1996, March, Freeway, Rick Ross goes on trial in San Diego and is convicted. Blandone testifies as prosecution witness, admits contra drug dealing. February, Tupac Shakur released his fourth solo album, All Eyes on Me. This double album was the first and second of his three-album commitment to Death Row Records. Sold over 9 million copies. Tupac's assassination may be linked to Goebbels' method to control the rap industry. 
August, Dark Alliance series appears in San Jose Mercury News. September, CIA and Justice Department launch internal investigation of Dark Alliance allegations. September 13th, Tupac Shakur, the godson of the revolution star of Death Row Records, is murdered in Las Vegas in a car with Suge Knight. Tupac was in the process of bolting from Death Row and firing attorney David E. Kenner. October, Ross sentenced to life without parole. Which is weird because he got out. Yeah. Uh, November, then chief of the CIA, John Deutsch, makes an unprecedented trip to South Central L.A. to respond to public outrage over Dark Alliance CIA drug trafficking allegations. 1997, March 9th, the notorious B.I.G. is assassinated in Los Angeles. Death Row's LAPD goon is linked to the death of Christopher George Latour Wallace. Again, B.I.G.'s assassination may be linked to Goebbels' model to control the rap industry. March 18th, Kevin Gaines, one of Death Row's goon LAPD officers, is liquidated by Aryan Brotherhood LAPD officer Frank Liga. November 6th, David Mack, another Death Row's goon LAPD officer, robbed Bank of America near USC for more than $700,000 and sentenced to prison. 1998, January, CIA declassifies and releases one volume of a two-volume report on its internal investigation of contra drug dealing. Volume 2 is still classified. Interesting. Mm-hmm. March CIA Inspector General Fred Hitz tells Congress that CIA had secret had a had secret deal with Justice Department from 1982 to 1995, which permitted the agency to avoid reporting cases of drug trafficking by its agents and assets. 1999, September 8th, Rafael Perez, another Death Rose goon LAPD officer, pleaded guilty to stealing a million dollars worth of cocaine from evidence storage facilities. That's a lot of fucking dope. <laughs> That's funny. 2004, December 10th, Gary Webb is suicided in the big payback. He allegedly shoots himself twice in the head less than 24 hours after his favorite motorcycle is stolen and being stalked by the men in black. 2006, April, Suge Knight files for bankruptcy. 2008, in 2008, Suge Knight was exposed and identified as an active member of one of Los Angeles' more notorious street gangs, the Piru Bloods. Eazy-E and Gangster Rap sold its soul to Lucifer's servants. Gangster Rap is a bastard child of crack cocaine and a blueprint for genocide by way of the White House. Lucifer's servants were far more ruthless and evil than Easy had ever imagined. Easy was far more expendable than he had realized. President George H.W. Bush Sr. and the real gangsters in Washington, the purveyors of the 1,000-year Third Reich, all along had their eyes and ears in the DEA for the double cross of their black collaborators and patsies in a blueprint for genocide. In the final analysis, the CIA and its twisted sister, the Mossad, and most all the non-black players behind the scenes of the crack cocaine crisis and blueprint for genocide like Heller, Klein, Kenner, and JDL walked, profiting handsomely from complicity, complicity and conspiracy in crack cocaine trafficking. Danilo, Danilo Blandone, CIA kingpin, international drug trafficker, and gun runner walked with millions and freeway Rick Ross, the black patsy and poster boy for crack cocaine, got life in prison without parole for shaking hands with Lucifer servants. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could read those last three things, but you, I think you get the point. The last last paragraph is good. All right. This one here? Yeah. As an end to the... End to the means of genocide by Lucifer's servants and the NWO. Gangster rap was a governmental ploy to convince black people to kill each other. Gangster rap is destructive. It is controlled propaganda to make black people appear less than human in popular culture. I charge racial mass murder. I charge genocide. So, all that. And that's how the CIA basically fucked up um, 
the rap game yeah. and Ice Cube. Well, they created it, yeah, basically. They, they basically created this. So that's what I'm saying. Before that whole thing, they weren't all about, you know, fuck the police and all this shit. They steered them down this path to, mm-hmm. you know, create so a thing. And even with, like, would we watch... The other day for Rock Vegas, we watched Ivan Moody talking shit to oh, yeah. the band, like to the the crowd and stuff. Fuck the police in the movie version is they were told by the the city that they couldn't sing that song wherever they were playing, and if they did, they were going to shut, be fined and shut down. So they came right out and said, "Fuck the police!" They said, "Us, we can't sing the song," so they did it. They got shut down, and then there was a big fucking riot and all that shit. So that could have been staged also mm-hmm. because they are just trying to further p- perpetuate their fucking narrative. I firmly believe, so I guess this is what I'm, what I'm getting at, is they were set up and controlled the entire way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was made to look like they were forging this new path, yeah. this new culture you know all this even though it was completely controlled and regulated to be exactly how they wanted it so what's interesting is whether i mean i have to assume easy goes to the white house and meets with these guys or whatever meets on capitol hill with these people that ice cube dr dre they all had to be in on this they all had to know what was happening oh yeah for sure i i can't i can't personally believe that they didn't know what was going on i have to assume that they knew I mean, just yeah. Because what business does the president of the United States have a like, meeting with the fucking rapper slash drug dealer slash whatever? You know what I mean? There's no business. With, there's no reason for him to, other than some corrupt shit. Yeah, I mean, I can't see George Bush Senior being down well, with here's fucking the thing. rap. You know what I mean? This he is a big y- fan. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that. The only thing I could see is like the president requests to meet them. To try and convince them not to push that type of culture, mm. you know, like, hey, let's cut a deal. We'll, uh, you know, you don't fucking rap about killing police and and doing drugs and all this shit, and you know, we'll let you guys slide or something. Except that's not what happened. It was the other way around. It was right. we want you to rap about police. We want you to fucking kill each other. We want you to push drugs and shit like that. Because that's what they did. It's not mm-hmm. like they did that to go against. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you could argue, well, well, you know, they they asked them to not do all that shit, so they said, fuck that, and we're going to do this. Well, then that was still a setup. Right. It could have been done, you know, by design. It's a manipulation. I'm going to convince you. Yeah, yeah, reverse psychology. I'm going to convince you to do this thing over here by telling you not to do this thing over here from us white stuffies, right. knowing full well that you're going to push back about whatever I'm going to say. So then I say the opposite of what I want to actually happen so that you go do exactly what I want you to happen. Mm-hmm. That's fucking psychology 101. Yeah. So either way, they were manipulated. Whether they, I, I have a hard time believing they didn't know what they were doing. And, and they yeah. didn't know what they were involved in. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't think these people are stupid. No, I think they I did think it. they knew exactly they, they knew, what they were doing. And they knew how much money they were going to make. So like, exactly. fuck yeah, let's do it. And that's the thing. Money talked. So yeah, big time. they were... Ice Cube's been bought and paid for. So the fact that he is doing this shit now with the whole, like, but that's what I I think. I think it started out as a, like, when we post this Q shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I I think he, he, like, 
he agrees, like this whole uh, middle finger to the all-seeing eye. Yeah, yeah. Like the all-seeing eye, I think he knows who that is, but what he's done is he's taken Trump and he's plopped him in with them. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of understanding that Trump's played all of those elites by getting in close with them, learning about all their bullshit, and then, for lack of a better term, not ratting on them, but saying, Dropping now I got all the shit on you yeah, because you thought I was one of you, but all of what I did is I infiltrated you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going after all of you for everything that I know that you've yeah, done. And you're all fucked. So that's what's weird. It, I think Ice Cube's on his way there, but I have a hard time understanding and believing that because I feel like he's been bought and paid for. Once you're bought and paid for, you're controlled forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can break free, but then I expect, I fully expect Ice Cube to commit suicide right. or be suicided mm-hmm. because he's got a lot of fucking followers. It'd be yeah. no different than, like, all of a sudden tomorrow, Taylor Swift comes out and starts posting Q shit. Like, she would die of something. I mean, because you couldn't have somebody with that amount of fucking followers yeah, start, start do. I mean, granted, he's he, Ice Cube's still hating on Trump, but yet he's opening some other minds to this other shit mm-hmm. that, that could just, you know. So, and kind of on the double, double play on on pictures the picture with the all-seeing eye where they're flicking it off he said that you know they're gonna get their black eye or whatever well that's part of their fucking ritual too is giving the person the black eye yeah which is interesting you know what i mean i'm glad you brought that up because if people are sitting there scratching their heads what the fuck's that all about just google uh, elites and black eyes i mean that is a let's see let's make sure that actually garners what uh we're telling them it garners so, elites and black eyes, and then you go to images, do that image search, and you'll see Obama, Elizabeth Hurley, I don't know who the fuck that weirdo is, the Pope. Um, no, Eddie Izzard? Uh, maybe. Adam Sandler. Um, here's a good one. Robert Downey Jr. Ben Affleck. That's George W. Bush. Um, I think that's Miley Cyrus. Um, John Kerry. Stephen Colbert. This is one of the fucking uh, queens. I think that's a queen's husband. I forget his name. King something or other. Pharrell. That's yeah, black Pharrell's there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's John McCain. Uh, what's his name? Perez. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West. Um, point is, the uh, Richard Branson. The, the list goes on and on. You can find... It's kind of shitty that it just fades away after like the first two yeah, lines, but... Um, it's it, it indicates there's a club. Now you could you could say, oh well, black eyes are what they are. Just because you had a black mm-hmm. eye doesn't mean yeah. But they have a certain ritual that they do, and part of this is you get hit in the fucking eye. Yeah, as it, it's a it, I forget what the thing's called, but um, you can sit here and say, well, all these people had eye surgery in the same fucking eye. Yeah, no, it, it's the left eye. In every single one of them. Whoa. TLC, wasn't she Left Eye Lopez? Maybe. Yeah. Lisa Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's maybe see what... There, uh, the Black Eye Club. Yeah. What's this on Pinterest? Was it really? Joy loves Pinterest. Ugh. Has she fucking uh, looked into this? 
Uh, Tom Hanks is another one. Mm-hmm. Lady Gugu. Oh, and here's the other thing with the eye. You see all these like celebrities and shit covering their one eye mm-hmm. for pictures, photo shoots, uh, live concerts, shit like that. Always flashing Illuminati shit and all that. This whole one eye, it's it reverts back to the all-seeing eye, and that's what this is. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's a fucking club, and you ain't in it. Why does this shit pop up? I hate that. I think when you were scrolling, you accidentally clicked on it. Um, anyways, there's the the Black Eye Club. Um, it's all control. I don't know what the fuck Ice Cube's doing though. Like it's weird. It's like he's kind of getting it, but yet he's not getting it. And I wonder if if they have co-opted Ice Cube again, meaning they've come in and they've... Maybe they're trying to fuck with him, or he's trying to figure shit out, and he's getting loose, like he's getting off the chain. Yeah, his Kool-Aid has run out. You know, and, and if that's the case, you're going to see him... <sighs> They're they're gonna fucking they're gonna do something. You're gonna see him disappear off Twitter. Or he's gonna fucking commit suicide or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if he remains and he keeps pushing, I don't know because. But the thing is, I don't think he's like the second he just he figures out that Trump's not on the bad side. Mm-hmm. That's when it'll fucking happen. Something will happen to him. Um, but that makes me wonder: is he? Has his Twitter, has he been compromised in terms of, like, are they using some of this Q stuff to try and turn the narrative? Like, use the Q stuff against the Q stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way. Yeah, it could be. It could be another ploy to control us, those that are still... Trying to, like, maybe some people that start, like, waking up. And they're trying to fucking get them back under their thumb. Yeah. By like, Pouring oh, we'll, some more we'll use sand some man, of this. Sand on their eyes. Yeah. It, it's there's something. It, but, well, it's like, oh, well, you can you can be into the Q stuff, but you still gotta fucking hate Trump. Right. Like that's kind of what this is. Like, but then he act. Well, I, I don't know who this Q is. Yeah, you may not, but you're not curious. You fucking post this thing with Q in the fucking picture. You don't know what that is, but then all of a sudden you get a shit ton of comments talking about, oh shit. Ice Cube just posted Q. You yeah. don't you don't ask. You don't. You have no fucking interest in. Well, why is a thousand people all of a sudden talking about this Q? I've never heard of this Q. I just posted this picture. What is Q? You think that will be your next? Week? Well, what is Q? Right. So the fact that he's he then retweets that same picture and says, "I don't know what this Q is. I just like the thing." No, you would look into this. Yep. Yep. And the fact that then he posts this other shit, but like how we explained with the Hunt for Red October poster with Trump. That he could be seen in a different way. That's the thing. He he's getting it, but yet he's not getting it. Yeah, he, it, it's scratching the surface, but he's still kind of in that twilight and, sleep yeah. space. And know. I guess I just wonder: is it is it being allowed, or is he being instructed to do this? That's the I, ultimate. I question. think he's being instructed because he's not responding to shit. You know what I mean? People have asked him, are you okay? What's going on with you? What's up with this? Well, What's... he's not going to respond to every well, single depending, thing. Well, but... one of them was a fucking blue check mark, I thought. So it would have been someone that he may know. Yeah. Um, why has no one asked the question yet, I guess, to, to Trump? Why not just, if you're a reporter, you have to know that Q is something. Right. 
They're well, why not just to. ask? Yeah, exactly. Because they're so scared if they were to ask, well, hey, Mr. President, what is this, Q? Mm-hmm. That this is what they're scared of. And he's going to say, oh, you know what Q mm-hmm. is. And then that instantly validates everything. Right. Or or even you know, their best bet is to ask. And this is the, the risk I would take, except I'd probably be fired if I was a reporter, mm-hmm. is... Is you ask and Trump says, I have no idea what you're talking about. That would literally shit on the whole movement. But for some reason, they're not even willing to, it's a 50-50 shot. What's he going to say? Well, it's kind of the same thing as those that we've talked about have done the the pedophilia and uh, sex acts and raping children and eating children. They're worried that they're going to release their pictures and video to damn them but yeah. they can't because then that would show that it's real it's the same yeah. principle and that's you know? yeah i've been saying that for like you that's just what i don't understand these celebrities that have done this bad shit to, to get where they I, I get it you and i think a lot of them regret it honestly i, mm-hmm. I think they like having the lifestyle and the money but i think they feel so controlled like this is why they all have mental fucking breakdowns dude mm-hmm. every single one of them because Everything you do, Dave, is controlled by somebody because you have sold your soul, bought into this system. Right. You've taken the black guy. You fucked the kid on camera. And then they say, yeah, you go ahead and have your breakdown. And we're putting our thumb right back over top of you. We're going to hold you down and you're stuck here. And there's nothing you can do about it because we have that video of you doing all these things. What I don't understand is, and it has to be some reason here, because you, I can't fathom these celebrities are so stupid that they don't figure this out. But even if you come out and say this, they're never going to release that shit because it, exactly, it it would only validate what you're saying to be true. So the only thing I can think is that they think about this. They had to have thought, well, what if I just come out and say it? Because if I do and they release it, yes, people may shit on me, but at least, at least the whole thing will be exposed. But why would they do that to expose themselves? Fuck it, I just want the money. Yep. And so ultimately it comes back to the reason they made the decision in the first place. Their money own talks. greed. Yep, money talks. So these are all, literally, they're all pieces of shit. Agreed. I mean, I don't know. I feel shitty judging them, but, I mean, we could have... We could have all been offered the same thing. We could have all, and who knows, maybe 15 years ago, Dave, if they would have approached you, you would have fucking done it, not knowing a clue. And right. just fucking, and next thing you know, you're see, in a position I, where you have to fuck a kid. I mean, yeah, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Even, not today, but 15, even 15 years, years ago. 15 years ago, I wouldn't have fucked a kid, dude. I don't, dude, I'm, what I'm saying is, I don't think any of these celebrities enjoy it. Right. I think they realize all it's I got to do is, do is, is I have to go through this horrible thing of something I don't want to have to do. But look what I get on the other side. Th- that's what it is. It's not like they're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to fuck a kid. Grab mm-hmm. that drop. Um, <laughs> it's, this is fucking, they probably are repulsed and disgusted by it. But what's that phrase where like the doing something now justifies the. It's a means to an end. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I got to do this horrible fucking thing I don't want to do. But over here I get to have riches and movies and music and playboy chicks millions and millions of dollars and i actually get to fuck the people i want to fuck you know i can go fuck whatever 
hot chick I want, but for for right now I gotta fuck this little boy in the ass. Right. Another drop. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what it is. I'm not yeah. saying they're all like that. I do think there's probably some out there that are like, yeah, I'm into this, but Spacey. I don't think Biden. <laughs> I think there's certain ones that do, but I don't think a lot of these. That's what they're into. Mm-hmm. I think they're forced into this so they can be blackmailed, so they can be controlled. They have that's basically selling your soul right there. Right. I will do this horrible thing for this thing over here. There's no difference. I mean, you know what I mean? No, I agree. And I think literally before this whole awakening with Trump and all this Q shit and all that, fifteen twenty years ago. Anybody that wasn't into, like, Alex Jones and understood kind of what was happening, mm-hmm. if you were presented the same kind of thing, I think anybody would do it. And maybe at that point where they would have brought, they would have offered you something, you took it, and then they got to the point where you had to fuck a kid in the ass or these $500 million over here, you may have said no. But then your career would have been over. Mm-hmm. And you'd be right back, you know, where you were before. Right. Or they could have smeared you in the media. I mean, that's the thing. They have control of all these avenues. and So at that point, you're pretty much fucked either way. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Either you're fucked because you do it. The, the goal of this isn't to it. get you to say, yeah, I would end up fucking just fucking that kid. That's not the point of what no, I mean. No, but no. That's, you have to understand the mindset they're in. So that's why I feel bad to a certain extent. But yet I also say, well, they did it, though. Mm-hmm. You could have said no. I don't know. It's it's one of those super muddy areas where yeah. nobody wants to admit it, but I do ultimately think, well, if nobody else knows, except these ten people that are here, that I actually did this, and they have it on tape. I I think it's one of those things like, well, you know, these hypothetical questions. If you're in jail, and uh, you drop a soap, are you going to let the guy come behind you or not? Yeah, <laughs> are you going to fucking fight him knowing that twenty five other guys are going to basically beat the shit out of you. And then you're still getting an ass. Yeah. I mean, every macho dude would say, oh, fuck that, I'd fight him on, I'd beat the shit. No, you wouldn't. You'd get fucked in the ass. It's mm-hmm. just, are you going to do it willingly or are you going to do it forced, forced on you? I mean, you're getting fucked in the ass regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the part I don't understand when people are like, oh, no, no, no. no, you wouldn't. Sorry, you wouldn't. Right. Like, let's be realistic. And I, I don't know. I, I answer those questions realistically. But anyways, I think that's the thing. So we're going to figure out we're going to keep monitoring Ice Cube yeah, because yeah. there's something going on with him. I think it's worth um, worth watching. Um, the other thing is I think people learned today, maybe they didn't know how their whole uh, rap game thing was uh, compromised and started mm-hmm. not by the guys who you thought. The whole thing was controlled and monitored and helped along by uh, the CIA. It's interesting. It is interesting. I, I wish in those, like, straight out of Compton film, they would include that shit. They can. I, well, I realize that. But once again, I would maybe look to who funded that movie and making of that movie. Mm-hmm. All the studios... Are, have been co-opted right. by this fucking CIA has their hands in everything and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. I wish they'd throw me some fucking money. I'll start spinning their bullshit for them. Throw me some... No, I wouldn't, but... Uh, well, well, $500,000, you, know, you fuck this kid, you know. 500000 <laughs> uh, 
eh, it's not that much. We get into the millions, we could talk. <laughs> no, um, it it would never happen. I know. I mean, if if the next podcast you hear, I'm sitting here uh, praising the CIA and shitting on Trump. Maybe something happened. Maybe I got offered. You might offered. have taken a load in your eye. <laughs> I, I might have taken the fist in the eye <laughs> or the ass. Uh, I may have fucked a child and get that drop. Mm. And <laughs> lots of drops here. Nobody all, get any of those all drops. All you. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You've said enough stuff. I can yeah. create plenty yeah. for you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we could both be destroyed from this whole network, but uh, yeah. it, it is what it is. I think we can fight the fact that everything was taken out of context. Fight the power. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, let's head out. i got to give you a black eye, and uh, we got to go fuck that horse. So Sweet. Uh, Is it a child horse? I don't think we should talk about it on the air. <laughs> I think we've said too much. All right. All right. Till next time. See you. Please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search D2R Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the D2R Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. 
Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Where can I buy a director's chair? Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back, Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt. Sometimes to ease a shitty day, you got to listen to podcasts. Well, you're in luck. The D2R Podcast Network is full of life-changing podcasts. Whether you're dealing with a shitty boss, a pissed-off spouse, or a cat shitting in your milk, we've got you covered. Go to D2RPN.com now, but check with your doctor if you have a heart condition, male pattern baldness, female mustache, muffin top, or if you have three or more nipples. Side effects may include anal leakage, erections lasting less than four hours, spontaneous combustion, heroin addiction, gratuitous fisting, and blindness. Seek immediate medical attention if your penis falls out. The D2R Podcast Network. Viva Podcast!